It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get back into it. You are listening to the Locked On Carolina Panthers podcast. I am your host, Julian Council, and we are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify, on Odyssey, on Google Podcasts. Man, wherever you get your podcast from, you can find us, the Locked On Carolina Panthers podcast. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. That's at Julian Council on Twitter. To get your Panthers news, get your Hornets news if you're a Charlotte sports fan. Really, anything Charlotte sports going on, anything North Carolina sports, I'm always talking about that and pretty much anything going on in the city of Charlotte. So please make sure to go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter, at Julian Council. On today's episode... We're still talking wall-to-wall Sam Darnold. Can the Panthers save him? That's one of the key questions. He was a first-round pick, formerly the New York Jets, number three overall. There's high expectations. Was it Darnold that was the issue in New York? Or was it Adam Gase and the organizational structure that led to Sam Darnold being dealt out and being a failure in his three seasons in New York? Also, you got to think about it. The Carolina Panthers have been flirting with a ton of quarterbacks this offseason. Do they even have a plan? Sam Darnold is a starter now, it looks like. Teddy Bridgewater's probably on his way out, and not probably, probably guaranteed on his way out. So what's the plan for the Carolina Panthers? Do they have a concrete plan right now under Matt Rule, under Scott Fitter or the new GM, or are they just kind of winging it and hoping to see what sticks to the wall? And is that going to be Sam Darnold? And then lastly, Teddy Bridgewater, bless his heart. I know y'all don't love Teddy, but man, nice guy, good dude, NFL Sportsman of the Year back in 2020. He's likely on his way out of Carolina. And again, not even likely. It's a pretty much it's a guarantee that Teddy Bridgewater will not be a Carolina Panther once week one starts here for the Carolina Panthers in 2021. And probably before then, before they even get to training camp down in Spartanburg, what now do the Carolina Panthers do with Teddy Bridgewater? What teams might be interested in him? All that coming up right now here on the Locked On Carolina Panthers podcast. But starting off with Sam Darnold, former number three overall pick to the New York Jets out of Southern California. He was the dude coming out of college. The New York Jets, who have not had a franchise quarterback really since Joe Namath, have been trying to find that guy. The best quarterback that they've had this century has been Chad Pennington, and a guy who really couldn't even throw the ball 20 yards down the field, but he was good enough for the Jets to actually get to the playoffs and win playoff games. They tried with Mark Sanchez, the Sanchez, also known for the butt fumble, He's no longer in the league. He did take him to two AFC Championship games, but that was more the defense than it was Mark Sanchez getting the Jets to that point. They tried Geno Smith. Geno Smith did not work. Christian Hackenberg did not work. Sam Darnold did not work. So there's a common theme there you hear. The New York Jets drafting quarterback high, whether in the first round or the second round, and that quarterback not living up to the billing. Is it the quarterback's fault? Because Mark Sanchez is not in the league. And Mark Sanchez didn't really get another opportunity elsewhere. So 
I don't know if that's the Jets' fault, especially when he was on teams that were good enough to get to the AFC title game. Christian Hackenberg, he's not in the league. He's still trying to get back. I think that that's mainly just Christian Hackenberg. Geno Smith, still in the league. Backup for Seattle right now with Russell Wilson. But Geno Smith wasn't all that great as a starter. Is that Geno or is it the Jets? Because it seems more to me that's Geno Smith. Now with Sam Darnold, was it the Jets' fault or was it him? And if it's the Jets, and let's say it is the Jets' fault. Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, like I told you guys yesterday, the best receivers that he had. He'd got a Le'Veon Bell who had sat out a year after not getting the contract that he wanted in Pittsburgh, and Le'Veon Bell has not been the same dude he was prior to sitting out. So those have been his weapons. Chris Herndon had a pretty good year, then had an injury this past season, didn't do much for him. Sam Darnold has gotten next to no help in New York, especially with one of the worst offensive lines in football, and the aforementioned Adam Gase, who somehow swindled the Jets' ownership into losing in Miami and coming to New York, their division rival, and taking the reins for two miserable seasons for the New York Jets. So there's certainly plenty of aspects of the Jets' organization that you can point to and say, that's the Jets' fault. That's not the quarterback. What quarterback goes in that situation and wins? And that's a great question for a lot of people out there. I think back into Chicago. John Fox, former Carolina Panthers coach, took this team to a Super Bowl. Jake DeLome was his quarterback. They had some pretty good years. And then at the end, things weren't very good when he didn't have a quarterback and he's out there throwing Matt Moore, Brian St. Pierre, throwback name for you, the arms of the quarterback who is a stay-at-home dad. And they're also Jimmy Clausen. Again, bless his heart, wasn't a very good quarterback, but it wasn't necessarily the best situation. I think that the Chicago Bears always talk about, oh, we didn't draft Deshaun Watson, who now has his own issues. Didn't draft Patrick Mahomes. Got Mitchell Trubisky instead. The situation his rookie year wasn't a good situation. Then you bring in Matt Nagy. It's a better situation. He has success. So I'm kind of thinking with Sam Darnold, who... I'm not quite sure if he's any good. I think we all know that Mitch Trubisky's not very good. He's sticking around the league as a backup for in Buffalo. He wanted to have the opportunity to go to Denver. That did not happen for him to compete with Drew Locke. But now, a little similar situation where Sam Darnold is getting different coaching and a different staff, actual talent around him. Can he actually take advantage of it? Can the Carolina Panthers save him? I've seen a lot of people out there on Twitter saying that if he is saved, that's going to mean that Joe Brady is going to get a head coaching job. The offensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers will get a head coaching job in the next upcoming cycle. I thought that was going to be a certainty anyways, considering last year with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, he had Mike Davis, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Curtis Samuel all go for 1,000 yards over scrimmage. No Christian McCaffrey last year, and they still put up those numbers in this offense. So I'm very curious to see what Sam Donald looks like with Joe Brady and with all those weapons that I mentioned. Of course, Curtis Samuel's gone. But and Mike Davis is also gone, but you add in CMC with Christian McCaffrey. You add in David Moore, who had a career year last year in Seattle. You add in Dan Arnold, who's finally going to fulfill the pass-catching tight end role that we've needed in Carolina since Greg Olson had the multiple injuries with his foot and it spent last season in Seattle where, again, another foot injury occurred. We love you, Greg. So sorry about that. But I don't know if I can sit here with certainty and believe that it was just the Jets for why Sam Darnold failed in New York. Think about this right here. Sam Darnold has a career completion percentage below 60%. Remember Cam Newton? Remember how people here in Carolina always said, oh, Cam's not accurate. We need an accurate quarterback. They had one last year in Teddy Bridgewater, who was the second most accurate quarterback in the NFL, and people hated him here in Carolina. How are you going to feel about Sam Darnold, who has a sub-60% completion percentage throughout his career? 
that can't just be the Jets. It can't just be the lack of weapons. That's bad. He's also thrown 39 interceptions and fumbled 20 times in 38 games. 39 picks, 20 fumbles in his 38 career games. That's not good. He's also been sacked at least 30 times in each of three seasons. And as we've seen with guys like Carson Wentz last year in Philadelphia, if you were paying attention at all to the Eagles and Wentz's struggles, a quarterback, by the way, who was widely panned as being one of the worst quarterbacks last year in the NFL and eventually was benched for Jalen Hurts, he had a better pro football focus rating than Sam Darnold. Joe Flacco, by the way, who filled in for Darnold when Darnold was injured, had a better passer rating than Sam Darnold. By all metrics, Sam Darnold was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL last year, and now the hope is he can be saved here in Carolina. But is that going to happen? Since Darnold entered the NFL, the Jets have averaged the second fewest points in the league and are last in total yards, yards per play, first downs, third downs converted, and third down conversion percentage. Woof. So this is a guy that's going to be saved? Hey, I agree. I see that they didn't have good weapons. But when you look at those numbers, especially the picks and the sacks that he's taken, that's a bad offensive line, but that's also him. And then the fumbles we talked about a couple years ago, Kyle Allen, his fumbling problems, the small hands. And we talked about Jimmy Kloss and his fumbling issues. Are we going to have another small hand fumbling quarterback here in Carolina? Does that excite you? If you're a Carolina Panthers fan, just listening to those numbers, sub 60% completion percentage, 39 picks, 20 fumbles, and 38 career games. Since he entered the league, the Jets last in total yards, yards per play, first downs, third down conversions, and third down conversion percentage. That's not good. But Scott Fitter said yesterday to the media in a Zoom call, Sam is a guy I really liked. Liked the competitor, liked the toughness and the ability to move in the pocket. He can make big plays downfield with his arm. All those things really stood out about him. I think in this offense with Joe Brady, with Matt Rule, with the weapons we have around him, that he can take the next step with us. That's what he thinks. But is that thinking or is that hoping? Because I've always said, hope is not a plan. So what exactly is the Carolina Panthers' plan as they bring in Sam Darnold to likely be their starting quarterback in 2021? I've been telling you about Built Bar, guys. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. Yes, that is a word. There's 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, barcia, lemon, almond, cheesecake, mm, carrot cake, Apple, almond, crisp, and then some of my favorite original flavors, coconut, almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee, almond, coconut, peanut butter, brownie. And then check this out, guys. The bars are all covered in 100% chocolate. So if you love chocolate and then you love orange, you can just combine them right there with the Built Bar. They're soft and easy to chew. And Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person out there. You trying to lose weight or maintain weight and still indulge in a delicious treat? That's Built Bar right here for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great if you're on that keto diet. Now check this out. Free cooler right now. While supplies last with the purchase of Built Bar, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And hey, heads up, if you checked it out like you should do every day, like with the Carolina Panthers, Locked On Panthers podcast right here, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council, you would have seen me at the tail end of Tuesday's show breaking down the Panthers trade for Sam Darnold. So go back, check that out, and also check out everything that Peter's doing with the Locked On Today podcast. So what the hell is the Carolina Panthers plan? That's what I want to know. Hope? Hope is not a plan. Again, Scott Fitterer said, the new Panthers general manager, Sam is a guy that I really liked. Like the competitor, like the toughness, the ability to move in the pocket. He can make big plays downfield with his arm, something that Teddy Bridgewater didn't do. Now that's me saying that, not Scott Fitterer. All those things really stood out about him. I think in this offense, with Joe Brady, with Matt Rule, with the weapons around him, CMC, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, who he already knows about, Dan Arnold, David Moore, that he can take the next step with us. He thinks with Joe Brady, with Matt Rule, with McCaffrey, with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, David Moore, Dan Arnold. He thinks that Sam Donald can take that next step. But will he? Is that thinking or is that hoping? Because here, this is where we're at. We have to go back, and I think the conversation constantly is going to go back to the owner, David Tepper. And everyone talks about, oh, David Tepper, you know, you know, he's a very aggressive owner. Did you know that he made his money as a, a hedge fund manager on Wall Street? Taking a lot of risk and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, he's going to be aggressive as an NFL owner. Yeah, we get it. It's the thing that all the national people say all the time, but it's very true. And I'd say this, David Tepper's probably more aggressive now as an owner than he was a couple years ago when he first got the team because he sat there through three straight losing seasons. He's watched Cam Newton's arm fall apart. He's had to sit there and watch Kyle Allen throw interception after interception and fumble after fumble. And he had to sit there and watch Teddy Bridgewater last year. So yeah, I think he might be a little impatient and tired of watching this football team not have a quarterback. He's tired. How about you try it for 26 seasons, buddy, like we've all done here in the Carolinas. You're new to this, Tap. So spare me with your impatience. The best quarterback that we've had here in Carolina for nine seasons was Cam Newton. And Cam didn't even get the support that he needed. He had an MVP season. He was great, but then injury after injury, left tackle after left tackle that could not get the job done. And by the time he left, you finally had weapons around him. That's frustrating. Jimmy Clausen's frustrating. Jake DeLone was really good at times. Turnover issues. The Arizona Cardinals game, which never let's never talk about that again. We sat through a lot of bad quarterbacks. We sat through one in 15, two in 14. Don't tell me you're impatient. So that's why I wonder for the guy who said Rome wasn't built in a day. Remember, you heard about Rome, right? That was only 16 months ago that we heard about Rome. 
Once he got rid of Ron Rivera, who's now in Washington and won the division in his first year. Now the NFC East is garbage, but Riverboat Ron still won a division in his first year. With the lackluster roster and trying to play Dwayne Haskins as his quarterback and Kyle Allen and Alex Smith on one leg. Don't tell me about patience and not having it. Because I'm certainly sick of watching this team lose. And I'm certainly sick of the quarterbacks that we've seen. But this is kind of where we've been. The last year when it comes to quarterbacks and whatever plan that they have, if they even have a plan. The Panthers didn't want Cam Newton. Even though he was going on an expiring contract, the team had the option to pay him $19 million and then wash their hands of him. And if Cam would have performed like he did this year in New England, here in Carolina, he's probably not with the Panthers still. Even though I don't think Cam was really that bad in New England, you got to count the rushing stats, but I know, oh, he's a quarterback, we care about passing. A lot of people out there don't want to count the rushing stats because they're morons. No offense to anyone who believes that, but, you know, you're lacking intelligence. Is that how you feel? So they didn't want Cam Newton. Fine. Signed Teddy Bridgewater. Made sense. He was 5-0 as a starter in New Orleans, even though that was because he had a great team around him. wasn't just solely because of Teddy Bridgewater. Again, QB wins is not a stat. It's one that we like to talk about, especially when you were trying to prop up Kyle Allen as a, as a savior in a franchise. Where is he at now? Again, Teddy Bridgewater looked good in New Orleans. He knew Joe Brady, even though Joe Brady didn't have that much of a hands-on role in New Orleans. But still, he knew the offense, so it made a lot of sense. They heaped him with praise. The first half of the season looked good. Then he hurts his knee, and he looks terrible in the final six weeks. And David Tepper saying, you got to be in constant pursuit of that quarterback at all times that can win you a Super Bowl. And if you don't have that, you got to go get him. So right then and there, we knew, oh, Teddy Bridgewater, even with two weeks left in the season, buddy, you're gone. And he gets benched in the final game of the season to uh, with P.J. Walker, the XFL Mahomes, and that doesn't really work out. And they say he was injured, but he was on the injury report. So come on, you can miss me with that. They tried to trade for Matthew Stafford including Teddy Bridgewater in the eighth overall pick. Then the Rams swooped in with Jared Goff in two first-round picks. He goes to L.A., strikeout. Then they look at the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, who doesn't want to be in Houston. Deshaun, from Georgia, down the street in Clemson. He would be a PR hit here and a marketing hit in Carolina prior to what has been going on with the lawsuits and allegations. They were calling the Houston Texans, apparently, so much, according to Pro Football Talk, that the Houston Texans general manager was just so annoyed. Nick Casario was was so sick of the Carolina Panthers calling, asking about Deshaun Watson when he was not up for trade. So Watson, obviously not coming here to Carolina as they realize that the lawsuits is going to take a long time to clear his name if his name ever gets cleared. And it's sitting until proven guilty, of course. So again, then we think, all right, Mac Jones, Senior Bowl. Do we like him? I guess not. Trey Lance, Justin Fields, they go to they go to Fargo, they go to Columbus, they go to Provo to go check out Zach Wilson, realize that's not going to happen. But their discussions in Columbus last week with the Jets, who fell in love with Zach Wilson and had the number two pick, that's when things really intensified. So now they trade their sixth rounder this year, which is a compensatory pick, their second and fourth in 2022, and Sam Darnold is set to be the starting quarterback. So is that the plan now? Sam Darnold's the starting quarterback? They pick up his fifth-year option worth $18.8 million. You take the, the, the salary he has this year, that's $23 million over the next two years that they're paying Sam Darnold to be the starting quarterback. But if we've learned anything with how the way things played out with Teddy Bridgewater, then we know that if Sam Darnold has another season like he had in New York this year, where, what was it again, nine touchdowns to 11 interceptions? He's probably not going to be the starting quarterback here in Carolina going into 2022. 
we're probably sitting here again next April and next March and next February and next January talking about what are the Carolina Panthers going to do? Who are they going to get in the draft? Should they trade up? Is Watson available? Because we might still be talking about that. What quarterback out there might be out on the market? Aaron Rodgers. You know, remember Jordan Love. The Packers drafted him. Will the Packers be trying to get rid of Aaron Rodgers? Will Aaron Rodgers be a Panther? That's going to be the conversation that we're going to be having again next year, it feels like, if Sam Darnold doesn't play up to the way they want him to play. Because again, they put him around Joe Brady and Matt Rule and all these weapons. So I guess the plan right now, because it's not like, what is the long-term plan? Obviously, long-term plans won a Super Bowl. And the plan last year was for Teddy to be the guy. And then, I guess, maybe draft a quarterback this year. But I guess they don't like any of the quarterbacks. Now the plan is Sam Darnold. Like, where is the plan? Like, what what's the focus with this organization? Because it just seems like they do something for a couple months. They don't like it. All right, let's do something different. Are we going to be changing quarterbacks every offseason? Because if we're getting back to a third successive offseason next year with a different quarterback, that's an issue for the Carolina Panthers. I applaud them in trying to find a guy that is still young at 23 years old as we sit here in April, turning 24 in July before the season starts, and Sam Darnold, who's a former top three pick. I applaud them for at least being proactive, even though I don't like them giving a second-round pick. But again, what the hell is the plan here in Carolina, especially if Darnold doesn't work? Now, if Darnold doesn't work... Well, you're probably not going to have Teddy Bridgewater on the roster to bail him out and to bail your organization out. You're going to be looking at P.J. Walker and Will Greer if anything happens to Sam Darnold or if he struggles so mightily this season that you cannot play him and win football games. So now, what happens with Teddy Bridgewater? He's not going to be the starter here. Will he be the starter anywhere? Can the Panthers even afford to get rid of him? More on that in just a moment. Guys have been telling you about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you could imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's April and the Locked On NFL Network of Podcasts is shifting into draft mode. April 19th through the 26th, tune in to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. Stay tuned for more info about where you can find the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. The one thing I did appreciate from Scott Fitterer in his Zoom press conference on Monday, and I'm so sick of these Zoom press conferences, by the way, ready to get back to normal, whatever the heck that is nowadays. Um, I appreciate the fact that he didn't pretend that this was going to be a quarterback competition. He, he had to catch himself for a second. He says, we want to do what's best for Teddy. We've spoken to him and his representatives. 
we want to do what's best for him, whether that's here or elsewhere. He he tried to catch himself to let people know that, oh, I'm, I'm not necessarily t- trading Teddy Bridgewater, but he's available, which is very clear. And I, I'm happy that they went out and just basically said, T- Sam Darnold's our guy, Teddy Bridgewater, thank you for your service, now get out of town. The problem, though, for the Carolina Panthers is that the contract that they gave Bridgewater last year includes $10 million fully guaranteed this season with another $7 million in non-guaranteed salary on top of that. Surely, Teddy is not going to redo his deal to facilitate a trade. I mean, come on. This team said all the great things and nice things about him and then immediately threw him under the bus the first opportunity they got. Getting $10 million to guaranteed. Why would he help the organization? And we heard this again last year. With Cam Newton, Cam Newton will not be a Carolina Panther. We thank him for his service. We're going to help facilitate a trade. Well, what happened? He got cut, of course, because no one was going to trade for Cam Newton coming off the foot injury, coming off the shoulder injuries and the shoulder surgeries. No one knew what kind of player you were getting. Things worked out for Cam in New England to the point that he's going to be their starting quarterback again this year. Now, you never know what happens on April 29th. Bill Belichick might say, hey, I like Justin Fields. I like Trey Lance. I like one of these quarterbacks. I want that to be my guy instead. We'll see. That's not only our concern, even though if we still love Cam, we're not worried about him. But for Teddy Bridgewater, who I'm sure a lot of you aren't worried about either, I don't see why he would help the Carolina Panthers at all. And this is why I said when I talked about the Darnold as a possibility coming here to Carolina, the Carolina Panthers are going to need a third team to make this happen, or the Jets can need to take that contract. Well, the Jets don't want the contract clearly because they didn't take them. And it would have been one of those things where the Carolina Panthers might have actually had to give them more to take on Teddy Bridgewater. And his salary cap that's decreased this year, and a lot of players have been cut, and the quarterback market has pretty much fixed itself so far because Carolina, the only options that they had was Darnold, who they probably could have waited for for a lesser amount once the Jets actually did draft Zach Wilson. They could have waited until the end of the month or early May to go trade for him instead of giving up the second round pick that they gave yesterday or on Monday. So it's one of those things where it's going to be very difficult with Teddy Bridgewater having a $22 million cap hit, with him getting $10 million guaranteed. He's not giving up that money, especially when he might not get that money again. A perfect situation for Teddy might have been Houston had they not gone out there and already signed Tyrod Taylor, who... By the day, looks like he might be the week one starter in Houston, depending on how things play out with Sean Watson. The Denver Broncos, who apparently were also bidding for Sam Darnold but weren't willing to give up as much as Carolina did, are looking for competition for Drew Locke. Would Teddy Bridgewater be that competition? He certainly performed better last season and throughout his career so far than Drew Locke, so maybe he's the answer in Denver. But do the Broncos, another quarterback-hungry team like I'm talking about, would they rather trade up? Because Carolina's sitting at eight, and we'll talk more about the possibilities of what they do at eight later on this week. They could be a team that could exchange spots with the Denver Broncos and get some draft capital, especially back now that they've given up Sam Darnold. Would that hurt them from getting that lockdown corner or getting an offensive tackle to protect Darnold? Maybe. I don't know. But Denver certainly seems like a team that was always one of those teams you were concerned about at the Panther State at eight that could potentially jump you to seven with Detroit or jump you to six or to five or the four, especially if Atlanta sitting at four and wanting to screw a division rival. I don't see the, the Falcons not wanting Kyle Pitts, though. So what now for Teddy Bridgewater? I, I really feel like the Carolina Panthers are going to be in a position where he's not going to want to rework his deal and that they're going to either have to have to eat that contract 
with the $20 million in dead money if they cut him, or they're going to have to let him sit there and stew on the sideline. Now, I don't see Teddy Bridgewater stewing. Like Teddy Bridgewater has been a professional for as much as people have hated on him. And honestly, I'll never understand the hate he received here in Carolina. I get it. A lot of close games, but that's the NFL. It's one score games week in and week out. Losing that the way that they did and not having him be clutch or whatever. The offensive line wasn't good. There were plenty of reasons outside of Teddy Bridgewater for why the Panthers did not go down the field and either tie or win those games. Now, he needed to be better. Absolutely. And at some point in time, you can't go 0 for 8, man. Like 2 for 6, two, like go 2 for 8, 3 for 8. You can't go 0 for 8 because if you change those numbers, you're sitting right there potentially in the playoffs. So I understand the frustration. But he was accurate. And all I ever heard was the complaints about Cam Newton not being accurate. He stayed in the pocket. He was a pocket pre- passer. He he read and surveyed the field. You had four guys on the offense go for over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. So how bad could he, could he have been? And the touchdown passes weren't enough of those. And the red zone wasn't great. Too many field goals that this team had to settle for last season. Interception totals, he turned it over a little bit more than you would have expected from Teddy Bridgewater. So no, he wasn't that good. But he's not nearly as bad as a lot of y'all made him out to be. So I really want to understand for a quarterback that was always seen as a bridge to the future, and no pun intended to his name, I don't understand why you would ever be as upset as you were a lot of Panther fans were with Teddy Bridgewater this past season when he was never going to be the guy long-term unless he blew everyone out of the water last year. And again, no pun intended, which he did not do. So what next for Teddy Bridgewater? I don't know. Probably not going to be a Carolina Panther. If they do cut him post June 1st, they would save $7.9 million against the cap. So about $8 million against the cap. But they'd have to eat $15 million in dead money this season and $5 million next season. Do the Carolina Panthers want to do that? I doubt it. If they can trade them, it's a $10 million cap, uh, $10 million dead cap prior to June 1st with $12 million savings. If they trade them post June 1st, you got to split the dead cap to five this com- upcoming season and then five in 2022 with $17 million cap savings. But the thing is, you're going to have to kind of rework the deal and eat some of that money for any team to want to take on his deal, especially for Teddy Bridgewater to be a backup quarterback. So Teddy, so long, farewell. Hopefully your next stop doesn't hate you as much as the people here in Carolina did. That concludes another episode of the Locked On Carolina Panthers podcast. Again, thank you so much for all your feedback that I've gotten. If you like me and you like Charlotte Sports, I also do a podcast called The 704 where I talk Hornets, Panthers, Charlotte FC, pretty much anything going on in Charlotte Sports, I'm covering it. So please go ahead and check that out. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, again, wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one, Locked On Carolina Panthers podcast, where you can find me, again, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, I'm on there. So rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. Again, at Julian Council on Twitter. Appreciate y'all. I'll talk to you tomorrow. As again, we're going to be talking about Sam Darnold and how that impacts the Carolina Panthers heading into the NFL Draft and into the 2021 season. Talk to y'all later. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.